Good morning. It is Sunday, June the 21st, 2020, and it is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of the men out there today. And if go see your father today. Pick up the phone, give him a call. If he's no longer with us, go visit where he's laid the rest. Remember your father today. Take time to think about the good times, to think about the blessings, to think about the influence that he's made in your life. And I realize there have been some bad fathers. I still want you to understand that if you're in one of those situations, that bad time could still be used of God as a good influence. So remember your father today. If you are a father, you have one of the greatest blessings that has ever been bestowed on a man. Remember your children today. Make time for them. Begin today making time for your children. And if you haven't already done so, if you don't already do that, Remember them. There is a blessing that comes with being a father as well as a responsibility. We want to pray for all of the fathers today as we open our service. We want to pray for our nation as we continue to spiral downward socially, culturally, spiritually. And there's no one responsible for that except for ourselves. We are the ones that uh, that embrace violence. We are the ones who kill. We are the ones who riot. We are the ones who loot. We are the ones who participate in anarchy. It depends upon us to change, to repent as God's Word guides us, to seek God and His will in all things. I pray for our nation today as we open our service. I also want to pray for the many that are sick today, whether it is COVID-19, whether, whether it is cancer, whether it is some other illness or ailment. I want to pray for you today. While we're doing the opening, if you have a prayer request, if you're watching this morning and you have a prayer request and you want to post it, please do so. If you just want to say, remember me, please do so. God will hear your plea. God knows your heart and He knows the burden that you're under today. He knows the needs that are within your life. He knows what needs to be done to bring you closer to Him. God loves you. I love you. Many others around the world today love you and we want to pray for you. We want to lift you up in prayer. So without any further hesitation, let's go to the Lord in prayer and we will begin our service. We're going to be in Mark chapter 1 verse 29 this morning. So think about that, pray about that, include that in your prayers as you join us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father and Lord God, thank you for the privilege of 
once again, representing your word, bringing your word, teaching it, preaching it, proclaiming it to all of those out there. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy upon me, upon our nation today. Lord, I pray for our country. Heavenly Father, we are we are struggling. We are struggling with the truth. We know in our heart what you need, what you want, what you expect. Yet, Heavenly Father, there are many among us today who choose to ignore that and go their own way. Lord, I pray for you to move in their heart in a mighty way. Lord, I pray that you will touch them. I pray that you will strengthen all of us that are trying to follow you, that are seeking your direction. Lord, I pray that you'll build a hedge about us. I pray that you won't allow the devil to pull us into his work. I pray that we can be strong. I pray that we can stand firmly on your word. Lord, there are many today that are sick, suffering, struggling. There are those today who have financial problems. Lord, there are those today who have spiritual problems. I lift all of those and the many others up to you. And I pray that there are others reaching out to you this morning, posting their request, calling their pleas to the throne of grace. Lord, I love you. And I pray that you'll take your word. I pray that you will anoint it to accomplish that which you have purposed it to do. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our fathers. I pray that you'll work in all of our lives, all of the men who are fathers today. I pray that you'll work in our lives to be a father that glorifies you. Now, Heavenly Father, be with us throughout the preaching of your word. Let it touch hearts according to your will. May it accomplish everything you have purposed it to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So this morning, Mark chapter 1, beginning with verse 29 today, and forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and Ammon, they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. And at even, when the sun did set, they besought unto him, all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door, and he healed many that were sick with diverse diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. So let's look back last week, from verses 21 through 28, Jesus came into Capernaum, and it was there that he taught in the synagogue, and remember, he taught as one having authority, not as the scribes. It was there that he cast out a demon. It was there that he he so influenced the people that were in that area. 
that he developed a great following. People were, were, were interested in Jesus. He was a man of influence. He was a man of honesty. He was a man of reality. He was a man who was preaching the Word of God because he was God in the flesh. And now he leaves the synagogue. And where does he go? He goes home with Simon and Andrew. And they walk into the house. And there is his mother-in-law waiting sick. So here begins the message today. And it is a two-fold message. We see something that in this passage we see a picture of Christ that is very applicable today but it is also one that teaches us a lot about how we need to minister how we need to be the body of Christ church and how the body of Christ can reach you who do not know it how we should handle ourselves and how we should handle others. So Jesus comes in to Simon and Andrew's home and there Simon's mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law, was laid sick with a fever. Now she was sick. She was so sick she was bedridden. Jesus goes into her, takes her by the hand, sits her up, heals her. Now, let's stop right there. I want you to see the power of God in this. When God heals someone, He heals them immediately. There is no waiting for an antibiotic to take effect. There is no waiting to get your strength back there is no recovery time. There's no physical therapy. There's nothing like that. She, she got up and immediately the fever left and she ministered unto them. She went back to her duties, back to her life. And she started taking care of the Lord, her son-in-law, his brother, and the others that were there with him. Did she have to do that? Was that a condition of her healing? No. Because if you read the passage, there was no condition. It was an act of love, a twofold act of love. Jesus walked in and he loved this woman and he healed her and she loved the Lord and her family enough to where she got up and she started taking care of them. The picture that I want you to see here is one where they entered the house. They entered the house and they tell him of her. Church, how often do you tell the Lord 
of needy people around you. Those who have physical needs, maybe they don't have money to to buy what is needed. Maybe they they don't have money to buy the vehicle that they need. Maybe they don't have money to buy the groceries they need. Maybe they don't have money to 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 provide and to do for their children what needs to be done. There's maybe they're sick. They're so struggling. They're suffering. There's something going on in their home. How often do you think of them and do you bring them to the Lord in prayer? How how often do you tell the Lord about them because you love them? Because you love them. Not because it's something that you feel is required of you. Not because it is something that you feel like you're obligated or responsible to do. No. Because you love them. It's a thing for us today to search our hearts and find out where our love is. Where, where is our love for fellow man? I realize there's a lot of unlovable circumstances and situations out there today. I realize that. I realize some of you may have been hurt because of those unlovable circumstances and because of the unlovable people that are participating in them. But how many of you are able to put that aside and love those people in spite of what they're doing, in spite of who they are, and love them enough to bring them to the Lord? To bring them to the Lord. I'm not asking you to go into a violent situation and let someone beat you with a board or take something and bust your windows out of your car and drive you out and hurt you. Sometimes we can love at a distance and we should. But it doesn't stop us from loving. It doesn't stop us from caring for our neighbor, for our families, for those in our communities. We have all become so enamored with social distancing, with with social media we've lost contact with others we've lost contact with the ability to talk to communicate to connect we've lost the ability to love one We see from an experience, from an example here in God's Word, what the power of love for another human being can accomplish and how God will bless it. But we have to bring them to Jesus. We have to tell Him about them. You see, when they brought Jesus into the home, they could have just set Him down and they could have just started working with Him. But it says... That Anna, that Anna, they talked to him. And Anna, they tell him about it. 
Handing doesn't mean as soon as they walked him in the door. But Anon does mean very quickly, very soon after he got there, they told him about Simon's mother-in-law. They didn't hesitate. They didn't waste any time. They knew that her life was precious. They loved her. She loved them. She loved the Lord, and the Lord loved her. And they brought him to her. We need to understand our need for love of other people. And how that can affect their lives. Because the Lord loved them too. Again, I'm not advocating that anyone put themselves in a dangerous position. And I'm certainly not advocating that you don't take care of and protect your family and your loved ones and those in your household and those under your care. But I am saying that we don't have to be so proactive in all of that that we forget to love these people and understand that God can change this entire circumstance. Whatever it may be, if his church genuinely loves those around them enough to bring them to Jesus. And then there's something else I want you to see. I want you to see that they brought to him, physically brought to him, those that were diseased, and possessed. There is a picture here of evangelism. There is a picture here of actually going out into the people that we know. There is a picture to go out to these people and to work with them and to try to bring them to Christ. This is something today that is very uncomfortable with most of the church, and it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be uncomfortable. It should be something that we do from a desire and from a hunger. We should want to bring people to Jesus. We should have a desire to bring people to Jesus. We should have an understanding of how to do that. They didn't just go out. They didn't just go out and grab them. Let's look at the text. And all the city was gathered together at the door. You see, when God moves in a person's life, as he did in Simon, there is a testimony that goes out around the community. Jesus was an influence from the synagogue. He was already well known from that. Now he has taken care of and healed Simon's mother-in-law and she has arose and started working and that testimony is going out. 
and people came and people wanted to know more about Jesus. And in knowing more about him, they wanted to get closer to him. Do you see the picture that's painted in front of you right now? It is a picture of people wanting to know Jesus. Not wanting to know the church denomination. Not wanting to know a theology. Not wanting to know any of the any of the social positions. But they want to know Jesus. I am firmly convinced today there is a multitude of people around us who want to know Jesus. And there is nobody that is willing to go out and bring them in. And I use that word nobody very liberally. Very probably more accurately, there are very few who are willing to go out and bring them in. That's probably a more accurate statement. Yet, yet that's where we need to be. What has Jesus done in your life that should be spread abroad through the community so that it draws people to Jesus and gives you the opportunity to bring them to Him? that comes back to our love. We, we, we are blessed by Christ. We are blessed by God's hand being around us. And yet, instead of us sharing it, we no longer share those experiences, but we set on them. We heap them up. We don't share them. People see religion and people see denominations, and people hear theology, and people hear all of the discussions and all of the rhetoric and, and, and all of the twisting and turning of it and all of the arguing that goes with it, and they get turned away from it, but people yet are yet to hear about Jesus today. You want to, you want to deal with racism, you bring it to Jesus. You want to deal with hatred, you bring it to Jesus. You want to deal with those who are dangerous, you bring them to Jesus. You start by lifting them up in prayer, and then you trust Jesus. Yes, there are those who were demon possessed and and they were cast out, cast out many of the devils, not all. There were some that weren't brought to him. Those that were brought to him, many were cast out. The devil is our enemy. The devil is our foe. Yes, he works through people. And yes, there are some people who will not repent. They will fight. They will turn away. Their conscience will be seared as with a hot iron. 
they will be vicious, they will be violent, and they will have to be dealt with. But, as the church, we begin and end with Jesus. It doesn't make us passive. It doesn't make us a pushover. It doesn't make us vulnerable. It makes us an influence with authority. Simon's mother-in-law had influence with her testimony and her witness. All of these that were healed, all of the diseased and all of the possessed that were healed, they had an, a testimony of an influence and a witness of what Christ had done in their life. You, as a born-again child of God, have an influence and an authority of God of what Christ has done in your life. We come to a point of asking ourselves today, what am I doing with it? Fathers, what are you doing with your influence and your godly authority in your home with your children? Children, what are you doing with your influence and your authority as it comes from Christ? What are you doing in your home with honoring your father and your mother. If it doesn't begin in the home this morning, then it isn't going to make its way into the community. And if it doesn't make its way into the community, it's not going to make its way into the state. And if it doesn't make the state, it's not going to make the nation. And if it doesn't make the nation, it isn't going to make the world. It starts in our home, in our heart, in the emanates outward. It moves outward until it permeates society. Jesus can make a difference. If there's someone listening this morning who doesn't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that can change right where you are today. Right now, if you will just call upon Him, confess your sins, repent of those sins, and ask Him to forgive them and to save you. Christian, right now, June 21st, 2020, you can begin that authority, that moving, that teaching, that working of Christ in your life. Today can be a turning point in your life, in your home, and in your community. And that turning point can press onward across this nation. And we can see a great awakening of Jesus Christ move across this land. I want you to understand this morning, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He resurrected for you. He sits at the right hand of God and if He knows you as His own, He is forever making intercession 
for you. This morning, if you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that same Jesus will be there doing the same for you. This morning, Christian, if you will turn your heart and allow Him to move in your life and put you on the path to Him, He can continue doing that in a mighty way and can use you in a mighty way today. But it's on you. Your neighbor can't do it for you. The pastor can't do it for you. No one can do it for you except you. It's between you and Jesus. Notice how personal these things were? They were personal. They were between Simon and his mother-in-law. They were between Jesus and Simon's mother-in-law. They were between Jesus and and those that were brought to him, it was all personal. Jesus is personal, one-on-one. -on -one. This morning, will you let it be personal with you? And will you let Jesus have his way in your heart and in your life? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of opening and sharing your word. Thank you for everything is going to accomplish because Lord I know it's going to accomplish a great deal in your life and in, in, in the lives of those moving forward Heavenly Father bless those throughout this day bless the fathers, bless families bless those that are traveling Heavenly Father bless all of those that are sick that are discouraged give them the encouragement and the inspiration and the conviction of your word conviction to see changes that can be made in their life, conviction to embrace the good and the holiness and the blessedness that's already there. Thank you for the encouragement, for the inspiration, and thank you for the guidance of always calling upon you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Again, happy Father's Day to all of the families, fathers, children that are out there today. May God bless you is my prayer until next time we meet. So long.